Hi, friend, and welcome to the Brand Strategy Podcast, a show created to equip you with the inspiration, encouragement, and clarity you need to build the brand of your dreams. I'm your host, Bonnie Bakhtiari, brand designer, strategist, and founder of The Illum Retreat. From sustainable strategy to heartfelt encouragement, each episode is designed to equip you with the tools you need to chase after your dreams. Because you deserve a brand that empowers you to do what you love, connects with your dream clients, and offers a deep sense of fulfillment along the way. So grab a cup of coffee and join me on this journey, won't you? Friends, welcome back to the Brand Strategy Podcast, where today we are talking about how to create a strategic and realistic content plan with Latasha Doyle. Latasha is a content strategist and a copywriter. She is the creative genius behind Uncanny Content, which is a small studio that supports clients in creating content that is on brand and on purpose. I'm so excited to be diving into this conversation today because, I mean, I don't know about y'all who are tuning in today, but content creation, content planning, it's something that we spend so much time doing as entrepreneurs. It's something that we really focus on in order to have that clear and cohesive content marketing in place to grow our businesses and reach our goals. But it can be such a suck of time or energy if we're not cautious. So today, Latasha is going to talk with us about creating a content plan that is realistic, that is strategic. And she is such an expert in this topic, so I'm really grateful to have her expertise and her experience on the show today. So Latasha, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. Well, as we kind of dive on in, I would love it if you could share a little bit about yourself and your amazing business and just kind of talk us through a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I'm Latasha. I'm the owner of Uncanny Content. We're a super small studio. We have about three or four of us writers kind of typing away behind the scenes. (laughs) Um, I'm sort of the hub. So I connect to all of our clients, kind of figure out the strategy, the content that we need to create. And then my awesome team of writers helps me make all of that happen. We started about two years ago. Before that, I was kind of doing all of this on my own and realizing that clients needed full service content and copy. Um, One of the biggest problems we ran into was people, especially small and growing business owners and entrepreneurs, realizing that they had uh, a whole list of content that they need to create and no time to get it done. So Mm -hmm. it was sales pages and landing pages and emails and social posts and blogs and just basic brand newsletters. And Mm -hmm. so much content has to come out to really get your message out there nowadays that it was so hard and content was created in a silo. So one person was writing blogs or show notes and one person was writing sales pages and everything sounded a bit different. So we actually started doing all of it in-house. So we have a couple of writers who really specialize in blogs and a couple of writers who really specialize in conversion copy. And that has been really great for our clients because now it's all in-house and everything has like that high-level brand touch. So it sounds like you, it's on purpose, on time, all of that. And we just really, really love it. It's um, It lets us do a whole bunch of stuff without getting bored and also serving our clients at a really high level. Mm, I love that. And so kind of based on a lot of the projects that it sounds like you and your team work on, so you know, sales pages, conversion copy, email sequences, things like that, do you find yourself working with primarily service-based entrepreneurs, product-based business owners, kind of a mix of the two? Yeah, it's a mix. Um, Mm -hmm. Most of our clients who sell products usually sell digital products, but we do have a couple who sell um, actual physical products. 
And the diversity there is really fun. I will say the thread that kind of holds our client base together is they are usually female entrepreneurs who have multiple businesses. Mm -hmm. So it's women who started a business and then realized, oh, I want to do this. Or they started a business that kind of grew beyond them. And then they also created Mm -hmm. a personal brand on the side. So, you know, we work with women who are coaches and they also have um, an in-person business or they have a product-based business and then they also have their own personal brand coaching. So it is helping them keep that content machine going and also honoring the threads that go between both brands. So, you know, Mm -hmm. a woman who runs both brands that isn't necessarily the face of the larger brand and figuring out how to share ideas across brands without bleeding the two together and finding the nuances there to really strengthen both brands' voice um, is kind of where we shine. That's amazing. And, you know, when I, when I especially think about women entrepreneurs who have, they're running multiple brands or they have really multifaceted brands and they just have a lot going on, obviously content creation is so important and getting that message out there, like you said, and, and getting their work in front of their ideal clients or their ideal customers. But when you're running multiple brands or you've got a really multifaceted brand, it, it, it kind of becomes this struggle to figure out how to create that content, right? And so today talking through creating a content plan, uh, especially, you know, from your perspective as a content strategist and copywriter, I just know that you probably have so many tips and tricks and, you know, words of wisdom to share on that topic. So I, I'd love to know if like in your experience of working with these incredible women entrepreneurs and building this team and focusing on creating all this amazing content, have you seen any kind of like secret or any, you know, kind of tips or tricks we should be aware of to creating a content plan that's strategic and realistic? Yeah. So the biggest thing that I will say there is the key is realistic. Mm. Usually the women that we work with, they are visionaries. They have these great, amazing dreams for their business and executing on all of the content that requires bringing those dreams to life is a job unto itself, right? So Mm. really being honest with yourself. So not only thinking about the content that you want to share, but the bandwidth, bandwidth with which you have to share it. So If you have one hour a day, you're not going to be able to do a podcast and an Instagram live and write a blog and go on Instagram and write a caption and write an email. There are so many things there that like you've just got a full plan already. So be realistic with yourself and your schedule is the biggest thing. And um, like you've said before on past podcasts, um, planning ahead is key. But I want to leave a little bit more wiggle room because as we know, after 2020, Things hit the fan, (laughs) shifts have to happen in real time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even right now we're seeing these, like as of right now, it's March 18th and we are two days out from an attack on Asian women in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, some of the blogs that we all have scheduled, some of the social posts we have scheduled, they are not the most important thing right now. So having wiggle room, being able to accept that like, okay, there are more important things at play than, you know, me promoting my offer or me sharing this message relevant to my expertise. Mm -hmm. um, That is really key. So I always tell my clients, we plan a quarter ahead. We write two months of content ahead, but we only schedule one month ahead. And then Mm -hmm. that leaves us room to where if something does change, we're not editing two months, three months, four months worth of content. And we are able to honor what's happening in the spaces around us without Mm -hmm. 
totally driving our teams into the ground. Um, one thing that I definitely learned after the pandemic hit last March was the worst thing you can do is be a quarter ahead on content for multiple teams. Mm -hmm. we, we worked a lot of hours to fix that. <laughs> and it was because there were more important things happening in the world. So it, it wasn't, you know, just all for naught. But I think that as entrepreneurs, we can get so frustrated when it's like we spent all this time planning and all this time creating content. And now it feels like it's not going to get out there. So um, I always say, look ahead at the quarter, see what your tentative plans are. So tentatively, we are launching this course or we want to um, promote this new offer or we're going to be opening our membership in April. Mm -hmm. So that means, you know, March is your runway. You're going to be seeding content that leads up to that launch in April. And then April's content is focused on promoting that new offer. Mm -hmm. But, you know, let's say March is when a pandemic hits and you have to push yeah. those things out. You can totally do that. The whole thing is like you can shift your content plan out as you need. And you can, you know, be quiet if the time calls for you to be quiet. Or you can share other resources and other content that's more relevant to what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, but you have a month's worth of content ready to go when it feels like the right time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, so two things that I kind of heard you talking about, it sounds like, you know, part of the key in creating a content plan that is strategic and realistic is, is having almost like holding it loosely in your hands of having kind of like an openness and a willingness to be flexible, which I know for entrepreneurs, sometimes that isn't our favorite thing to do. But like you were saying, like if 2020 taught us anything, it's that there is so much that happens outside of our control. And although we can't anticipate the changes that are going to come our way, there's so much benefit in being flexible and being open to pushing back some content, creating some space in your social media content calendar, or creating, uh, you know, shifting, kind of pivoting a little bit to share resources and to show up. And like you said, honor what's happening in the world around us versus just, you know, kind of coming across like a little tone deaf or just consistently sharing our pre-scheduled content on all the platforms, right? Right. And I think that that's a really hard thing. I'm an Enneagram one, <laughs> which means I'm fairly rigid, fairly structured. And it is really hard to take a content plan and say, you know what, this isn't the right time for this. Um, but it's more important. And as a brand, um, and as, as I'm sure most of the people in your audience know, like you want to be on the right side of history and you want to be yeah. supporting your audience and you want to have real conversations that meet your people where they are right now. And sometimes your people are not thinking about your offers. They're thinking about, you know, racism in the world around us or what they're going to do when they need to shut down again and their kids yeah. are going to be learning from home, you know, things like that, where your audience needs to know that you're a person too, and not just a content machine. So I feel like that's really, really important. And I think also, like you said, loosening the reins a little bit, holding mm -hmm. those reins loosely um, and being willing to pivot, but also recognizing that um, it's okay to share content that is promoting your offers or selling something once you feel that it is the right time. So mm -hmm. having a pulse on your audience is key. And I think that that is something that is lost in the content planning world. Um, it's thinking, okay, well, let's look at SEO and let's look at all these things that tell you what topics to write about or what topics uh -huh. to share, but they're not telling you to listen to your audience. They're not telling you to really be in connection with your audience. And that's key. 
Yeah, that is so massive. I I personally am a really big fan of actually speaking to your audience and like what a concept, right? Yeah, right. Like actually talking <laughs> to the people you're creating the content for. <laughs> um, I, I you know actually like having the opportunity to hop on quick like Zoom calls with your ideal clients or even just put out, you know, really easy and accessible kind of survey, something where you're getting feedback from the people that you're serving so that you are actually creating what they want and what they need, not what you think they want or what you think they need. And so, you know, from from that kind of uh, space of being aware and being in touch with what your audience wants and needs from you, are there any steps or you know, kind of pieces of advice that you recommend to your clients or that you yourself and your team like to take in order to stay in touch and really um, be aware of your audience so you can serve them well through your content? Yeah. So kind of like what you're saying right now, where you you have an actual conversation with your audience. Most of our clients, they're they're fan base, quote unquote, is mostly on Instagram. That's a really big platform. But I say, really think about where your people are most engaged. So maybe they comment a lot in your YouTube videos, or you know they listen to your podcast every week, and they share it on their Instagram stories or whatever it is. Go where they interact with you most and interact with them back. So Instagram is a big one. So if you see somebody liking your stuff on a constant basis, <laughs> go follow them, go have a conversation, you know, drop into their DMs. If they follow you and they like your stuff or they comment a lot, they are going to be so excited to have a conversation with you that you're going to one, make a huge connection. And you're going to two, be able to really use that conversation to guide future content, um, future initiatives or offers. Mm-hmm. That's really key. That makes so much sense. And I I love how, you know, it, it's not something that has to be like this big kind of like campaign of, you know, I'm going to I'm going to reach out to all these people. It's something as simple as like you see someone who's a consistent supporter, who's like kind of that brand cheerleader who's liking your stuff and just an easy way to get to know them and learn more about what they are, even like their expectations of, you know, why they follow you and what they want to learn more about. Such an easy way to do that is to just send them a DM. And like you say that in my head, I'm like, oh, duh, that's such a smart, simple thing to do. But yeah, I think that on my end, um, something that I hear from entrepreneurs is that content creation, because we're told kind of quote unquote in air quotes here, we're told that there's so many places where we should show up. Like we should have YouTube channel, podcast, uh, you know, uh, blog, all the, you know, beyond clubhouse and Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest, all the things I feel like what I hear a lot is people, feeling a kind of amount of overwhelm when it comes to content creation and planning their content accordingly because they feel like they have all these different places where they have to show up. And something that you just said was going where your ideal client is already hanging out. So from that kind of place, do you think that there are, you know, is there kind of like a magic number of platforms where we like, quote unquote, need to be showing up in order to market our businesses successfully? Or do you think there's an opportunity to maybe kind of like ease up on the amount of platforms we're creating content for in an effort to create a content plan that does feel a little bit more realistic? Yeah. So I think the big thing, especially for women with multiple brands or who have these really ambitious goals for their their business, um, it is so easy to get caught up in a lot of these marketing strategies where it's like, okay, you need to be on this platform and this platform. And 
you know, recently Clubhouse is a new one and Reels are just the hot thing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I always tell my clients, you don't have to be everywhere. And it's actually a risk if you're everywhere. So as the owner of your business, even if you're just starting out and it is just you, you are doing everything yourself. I imagine the end goal for you is to have a business where you don't have to do everything yourself. So really step into that CEO role when you think about how you create and share content. Um, As the CEO, are you going to be the one writing an Instagram caption every day? No. As the CEO of your content, let's say, you're going to be the one really spearheading the big ideas and the big important pillars of your content. So for the clients that we work with, it's working with these women who have these you know, industry breaking, mold breaking thoughts. So I don't, you know, they don't like the way that somebody does this, or they don't like the way that their industry does that. And they share the big idea of the content and they share it in one medium. (laughs) This is so important. So the women that I work with usually have a podcast or they have a YouTube channel and they get on the video or on their mic and they share their big thoughts. And that's it. That is all they do with it. And then it is the team's job to sort of disseminate that through blog, through newsletter, through captions or transcripts, um, and then Instagram captions, Facebook, stuff like that. Mm. And we really try to remove them from the role of being the one creating all the content. And even if it's just you, um, there's something really magical you could do where you take the topic or the idea that you have and you decide how best you can share that. So if you're a writer, write it out. If you're a talker, talk it out. I don't care how you do it. People get really caught up in thinking content copy or just content specifically is just writing. And it's not. Content, it's an idea. Mm -hmm. So you want to share your ideas in the way that you can best articulate them. So clients who really love video, get on video. I don't care if you have makeup. I don't care if you're in your pajamas on your couch. Like, just get on the video. Yeah. (laughs) And then if you're working by yourself, transcribe the video, transcribe your podcast, turn that into a blog that you didn't have to write. You've already got all the thoughts. All you need to do is maybe put some SEO juice behind like the title and a couple of headers and slot that up on your website called it. And then you can share a couple of nuggets from the video or recording or blog in mm-hmm. your newsletter. And you can turn that into an Instagram post and all of those things feed on each other. They, they turn into self-fulfilling traffic resources, so to speak. So mm-hmm. really think about how you're going to share your ideas and then turn them into multiple mediums. But it doesn't have to be you creating individual pieces of content for individual platforms. That's such a smart way to tackle it. I, I you know, I think that where people get tripped up and in creating, feeling the pressure first and foremost to be on a lot of different platforms, to be in a lot of different spaces online, then kind of creates this like never ending, like, you know, kind of hole of content that, you know, needs to be created. And so by scaling back our expectations and by choosing to only show up in an intentional number of places, and then to kind of implement that incredible workflow that you just shared of how to create content and then repurpose that content, Mm -hmm. that is such a powerful way to save time and energy and like really only focus on creating high quality content without, you know, trading your time and energy for, you know, for more, like having to show up at your computer and feel like you need to create, you know, all the videos and all the the copy and things like that in that way. So I am really, really loving that you shared such a practical way for us to kind of approach 
content creation, especially for uh, repurposing content. And that kind of got me thinking, are there any other steps that you see that entrepreneurs can take in order to just continue to make that content planning and that content creation realistic? Yeah, I um, I really am an advocate for working the way your brain works. And I think that for somebody like me, obviously, I am more of a text-based person. I have always learned best that way. So if I want to plan something out for our team, I write it out. In a Google Doc, I dump my thoughts or I have a notes app where I type out my thoughts. Yeah. Um, some people are audio learners. So dump it out in a voice memo or on a Voxer or, you know, get on a Zoom call and hash it out with a friend. There are so many things there where even if you're if you're stuck on a content idea or if you're saying like, I'm not sure what to say here or I feel like there's something here, but I don't know exactly what this, use your brain, use the way your brain works to really flesh that idea out. But I will say um, when it comes to planning tactically, use a tool that works the way your brain works. Mm-hmm. So like I just said, I'm a very text-based reading type learner. So I use Asana because I thrive with lists. So Mm -hmm. I list out all of our content ideas in a Google Doc or in Asana, and we have them planned out that way. But I work with all, most of our clients actually have ADHD or they're on the spectrum. So Mm -hmm. that means that they're more visual learners. You know, Mm -hmm. they, they don't process lists or long blurbs of copy very well. So we create air tables where you can turn it into like a card, almost like a Trello board. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a very visual interaction for them. So they see the topic, they see the, bu- the bullet lists, and then they see exactly what sort of medium they need to turn it into, which is usually a video or a podcast. And that works really well for them because they can visually see the topic. They can visually see if they've talked about it or not. So they can like move a card, you know, into the recorded file or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can see, you know, a month ahead, these are all the topics that we're going to be thinking about. So, you know, that gets their brain kind of processing in advance so that when they do hit record, they've already got a fully fleshed out idea instead of trying to read through a long form script that Latasha wrote that doesn't work the way their brain works. <laughs> and then um, really, really just don't try to make your brain work a way that it doesn't. So if you are somebody who has ADHD or you are just not a, a reading type person, don't don't type things out and force yourself to process the content ideas that way or even share the content ideas in that way. Really find a system that works for you. And there are so many great tools out there. Like Asana is one. You can turn you know Asana tasks into boards now. You mm-hmm. can use Airtable. You can use spreadsheets. You can use Post-it notes for all I care. Like, whatever works the way your brain works. That's amazing advice because so often I think that um, with the, well you know we're kind of I think we're kind of existing in a period of time as entrepreneurs where there are so many resources like almost an overwhelming amount of resources uh, at our fingertips and one thing that is really interesting is that every person every expert out there who's telling you how to create you know how to brand your business or create content or write your copy or you know create your next instagram reel is sharing what worked for them and i think that what we forget at least i know what i forget sometimes is that 
those experts, their brains might not work the way that my brain works and the way that they work might not be the way that I work. And so if we unintentionally like take everything that every person is saying online at face value and try and implement it step for step and replicate it, that's where I think we we can kind of run into a little bit of trouble where we find ourselves fitting into or trying to fit into like a mold that wasn't actually made for us. And so, Latasha, I really, really appreciate that you kind of, you know, kind of broke down how we have so much permission and so much space to create systems that work for us and that honor the way that our brains work and to honor the way that we process information and the world around us because that might seem to those who are tuning in, that might seem like a almost deceptively simple concept, but like, trust me, that is going to, if you implement that advice, it is going to change the way that you do business and it's going to give you so much more peace and freedom in your life as a result. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things with content is we get so hung up on, well, there's this tool and there's this process and I have to have exactly this number of posts a week or this number of blogs and emails a month. And you started this business to do something different. So why would your content not apply? Mm. That is a um, really good point. (laughs) It's a, it's a constant mind shift, a mindset shift because, you know, even for my team, we write blogs and we write emails in a way that, as I mentioned before we started recording, I cuss a lot. So some of our blogs start with an F-bomb and that is not necessarily how they're going to teach you to write blogs in a marketing course. (laughs) Um, And it's okay to turn that on its head. You know, part of the thing that your audience is looking for from you is you doing it your way. And you know, even Reels is a great example. Like they're the people who do re- do Reels the same as, you know, maybe what they started out, which is dancing and pointing all those things. Mm-hmm. But what we're seeing right now is a real-time shift of people finding these really funny ways to share ideas with Reels in yeah. a way that, you know, might even make fun of the medium a little bit or that shares it in a way that it's like, you know what, that's actually a Reel that I love. Like that, I've never seen something like that. And that's mm-hmm. sort of what you want from your content, even if you don't know what that medium is, even if you're like me and you'd rather die than get on reels, it is finding the way that you feel you can share your ideas best and not really conforming to the rules if you don't want to. If you thrive with rules, if you love the way a certain framework works for you, go for it. But if you've always felt like you were hitting your head against a wall, it might be because you're trying to fit a square pig in a round hole. Mm, Yeah, that is really good advice. That actually kind of brings me to my next question, which is about, you know, what kind of encouragement would you want to share to people who are tuning in today who really resonate with what you're sharing and really love the idea of creating a content plan that is realistic while also being strategic? What what kind of sort of next steps or like kind of verbal pat on the back would you want to share to them to, you know, kind of motivate them and keep them moving in this amazing trajectory of growth. Yeah, I I think that, like I said, at the start is just being realistic. You know, um, so many of the people that I work with are women who have multiple businesses, multiple children at home, navigating a freaking pandemic. Creating content is not necessarily going to be the thing that they have the most time for right now. So right. 
Um, if you are at a point where you're like, I haven't created a single piece of content or like the only thing we have going out right now are Instagram captions because that's the one medium that we can seem to support. I would recommend really starting with your non-negotiables. So like for me, I'm recording this podcast right now and that is going to be a priority for me and my team to share once it goes live. So I know that headed into probably April, we are going to have a podcast to promote. So putting that on the calendar in terms of like Mm -hmm. content expectations or plans, you know, for your listeners brands, they might be launching a new opt-in. So, okay, our non-negotiable right now is promoting this opt-in. And that makes it really manageable for you to think about one, content topics to promote that, and two, the mediums in which you promote it. So, Mm you know, hey, we have this opt-in, so we need to make sure that our newsletter subscribers know about it, or we need to make sure that people on Instagram use it, or we need Facebook ads because we really need to drive new subscribers. Um, There are things like that where it makes it very easy for you to see this Mm -hmm. is what our goal is, and this is how we break it down into content that gets us there. And then um, if you're just at a standstill with creating content, like, just every time you sit down, it's like the kids are screaming, cats puking, like whatever happens. (laughs) You have to have something in your calendar or if you're not a calendar person, a task, again, working the way your brain works, that gives you dedicated space to create those pieces of content. And it's okay if you're not a month ahead, two months ahead, a quarter ahead, it is okay. But really, as you're starting to ramp up, Focus on the non-negotiables first. And then once you have a little bit more breathing room because you just created two weeks worth of content, then you can say, okay, let's map out the content for next month. Okay, we got that. And we're going to, or I'm going to uh, work on creating this piece and this piece. And it's in my calendar. And then after those are created, you know, okay, maybe I can do two months. Mm -hmm. But really building on those, you don't have to go from no blogs, no emails, no Instagram posts to 74 things in a week. (laughs) The other thing I will say with that is like your audience is going to know if you do that without um, a proper escalation, let's say, they're going to know you're selling something. So they're Mm. like, okay, she was dark for 42 days. And now suddenly we're getting all of these emails. I know she's ramping up for a sale. That's not the kind of relationship you want to have with your audience. You want to have a two way Mm. conversation. You want to be, I call it a runway with my clients. Like that runway is going to be really long. You have a big jet to get off the ground. You need a long runway. Yeah. And that is really important to really think about how the buildup to any sort of promotion that you do looks in hindsight. You know, what does that runway look like? Is it two feet long or is it a mile long? Mm-hmm. And really building those skills in yourself or in your team to say, here's the topics, here's the creation for a week okay, let's do two weeks. Okay, let's do three weeks. You know, it doesn't have to be this really big in-depth push um, build on your skill set and your resources over time and um, really focus on making sure that the content quality is there before the content quantity is there. Mm. That's a really, really important point. And I so appreciate you diving into that and sharing that with us because that just makes it so so much easier to understand how to prioritize the next steps to creating that content plan and then implementing that content plan in a way that is 
realistic and strategic. So I, I just appreciate you diving into that with us. Now, I know that those who are tuning in today, they are going to want to know where they can connect with you, how they can follow along with you, how they can see all the great things that you and your team are creating. So where can people find you online? Yeah, the biggest place is probably Instagram at mm-hmm. Uncanny Content. And then our website is uncannycontent.co. And we also have a content spreadsheet that you people can find, which will be, I believe, in the show notes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Latasha and the team at Uncanny Content have created this really incredible content planning spreadsheet. Um, and I'm going to make sure that the link to that is in the show notes for today's episode. So if you just go to brandstrategypodcast.com and click on the latest episode link, you're going to be able to find all of Latasha's info. We'll see a full recap of what we covered in this episode, her social links, her website, and that link to that content planning spreadsheet. And Latasha, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's going to really help kind of create that foundation for people who are wanting to either just get started with kind of that content creation plan or want to elevate what they already have in place, right? Yes. And it's actually going to help you think about what is coming ahead for your business. So if you have a launch coming up or any sort of promotions that you want to do, it'll help you really break down those things and then break down the themes of content around that. And then you can break it down into how you want to share that content. So um, it's totally free. I don't have any like (laughs) sales pitch at the end of it. I just (laughs) wanted to help people because I see that this is something that people really struggle with. And um, I think that having a different way to do it is important. I totally agree. And I so appreciate you sharing that. Really grateful that you're sharing such an incredible resource to people. So for those who are tuning in, if content creation and content planning is something that you are struggling with currently, or you have a launch coming up and you want to learn from a actual content strategist and copywriter on how to really plan for success, definitely head to the show notes, grab that freebie. Uh, Again, you can find all of this at brandstrategypodcast.com and uh, definitely be sure to follow along with Latasha and all the cool stuff that's happening with Uncanny Content online if you are hanging out on Instagram too. So Latasha, thank you so much for hanging out with us today, having this great conversation with me and sharing just a lot of mindset shifts and action-based steps that we can take to pursue a content plan that aligns with how our brain works, our goals, and also honors our time and energy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to talk to you and I hope it was helpful. Oh, I have so, so much. Like, I definitely know this is helpful. And so friends, thank you as always for tuning in. Uh, If this was a value to you, if Latasha shared something with you or encouraged you to look at content creation in a new light or in a more accessible way, definitely share about this on Instagram. Tell your friends, pass this along. I would love, love, love for more people, more entrepreneurs out there to understand that content planning and creation doesn't need to be this like scary, massive time and energy drain on our lives, but it can be something that really aligns with what success looks like to you and honors your time and energy. So again, um, thanks for tuning in. And as always, friends, I'm cheering you on from Waco. Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. Before you go, I would be so grateful to receive your feedback on the Brand Strategy Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general has helped you grow your brand, 
I'd really appreciate it if you left us a review in iTunes. Your positive reviews enable the Brand Strategy Podcast to continue to grow and reach like-minded creatives just like you. Plus, I'll be randomly selecting a handful of lucky reviewers each month to receive a little thank you surprise for me in the mail. Thank you for all your support and encouragement as together we pursue building brands with purpose and intention. Until next time, I'm cheering you on from Waco.